Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to the Bed Hoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. Hi, Mrs. H. This is episode number what 114. Number 114. Mm-hmm. 114 episodes. Yes. That is marvellous. Thank you for sticking with well us. Well done, you. If you are new to this <laughs> show, then welcome. Thank you for joining us as well. But if you're old to this show, thanks for sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. And well done to you for doing them all. Yeah. If you've done them all, you get uh, 30 <laughs> Bed Hopper points. I'm not going to give away free coffees this time. No, because that backfired on you quite Frankly, disastrously. Frankly, it was unsustainable. I know, exactly. Should never have come up with it. Never. It was environmentally damaging, yeah. but also financially damaging. Uh, I never even made one. No, you've never made <laughs> a coffee in your life. <laughs> but it's not true. I made myself one this morning. <laughs> yeah, you made yourself one. What about me? Uh, you were asleep. It was very early. Oh, fine. Okay. I was being very, very, very good. Speaking of early, right? Yes, right? yes, yes. Let's catch people up on what we've been up to. Okay. So... We had to leave the house quite early and returned quite early on a trip to... Vienna. Yes, that's right. Where Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Austria. Uh, Australia, mate. No, no, Austria. (laughs) Is it because I'm from Australia, mate? Ah. (laughs) I didn't see Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was there, sadly. I don't think he lives there anymore. He's like in... He's in like California. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which uh, is fine. We'll catch up with him at one point, but, I'm sure. The useless fact about Vienna that we did see, the when we were there, okay. is um, we went past the casino that was in Mission Impossible 4. There we go. Mm-hmm. We didn't go in it. No, we, we and we didn't see Tom Cruise it. either. No, there was no... T- although, I like the fact that our cab driver there yeah. said, oh, I hate Tom Cruise. I know. <laughs> it was like, Tom Cruise is... He so, was like, such a penis. <laughs> oh my God, did he say penis? <laughs> I'm sure he did. That, in, in my in head, that's Viennese, what he said. Yeah. Austrian. No, he said, it in, <laughs> he said it in English. He was speaking English. He was very, very talkative. Okay. He did yeah, very he well. He did tell us all about Tom Cruise exactly. filming Mission Impossible 4 in this casino. And then when we went to a casino, I was fully expecting to see James Bond. Really? likes walking around. There was not James no, Bond. Literally none. It was a casino less than Royale. That's really good. Is it? That's pretty witty. <laughs> pretty witty. <laughs> well, I am both witty and uh, pretty. Yeah, let's go with it. Let's yeah, run you're with right, it. Candy. Yeah, thanks, dear. Let's move on before your ego uh, gets out of control again. It's already out of control. Okay. Anyways, we'd gone to Vienna to meet Kate and Daryl from Wanderlust Swingers, formerly Swinging Down Under. 
and they had sort of organised a bit of a well, not a surprise trip, but we were surprise guests. We were to meet unexpected the guests. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. Normally the uninvited guests. Aww. Normally we stay to the end, but this time we were unexpected mm. for those people that we're about to mention, which were the average swingers, yes. Jay and Angie. So yeah. we rocked up in a taxi late at night one Saturday, mm-hmm. quite recently, and Kate told them that they were going to get some pizza, that she went outside to fetch this pizza or let this pizza dude in. And, and we showed up. And we showed up. Much excitement about us. Yay, great. Then immediate, immediate disappointment Aww, about the fact there was no pizza. We were, but we did have cheese and bread and yeah. wine. It was all good. Exactly. Well, the really good thing was was that it was lovely to see them. We'd never met them before face to face. No, we'd have plenty of Zooms and chats and what have you, but never actually in the flesh. Exactly. And it's always lovely to see Kate and Daryl again. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lovely time in Vienna. We're not going to dwell on it too much because you really don't want to hear what we got up to well, over the like course of this time. Well, it's like people getting the holiday snaps out, isn't it? I know, saying, I know. Do you want to see my holiday photos? And inwardly you're going, no, I really don't. Yeah. And then obviously you're a good person. So you're like, oh yeah, please show me all the places where you went and I didn't. Yeah, exactly that. So <laughs> there are two things that I am going to mention. One was that we went on a boat skiff thing, which was really cool. That on Kate the Danube. Had, on the Danube that mm-hmm. Kate had organised. So I got to pilot it. It had like a joystick, like a 1980s sort of Kempston yeah. joystick type thing. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Once I got it to work, the first one broke. Mm-hmm. Long story. But anyway, I was piloting around a boat thing for an hour. <laughs> Never done that before. That was brilliant. The other thing was, it was just the stress of getting out and back. Mm. Because we haven't travelled abroad for, well... About two years. Yeah, about the same time since the um, pandemic, pandemic, really. And we were shitting ourselves about it, really, because we had so much paperwork, there was so much stuff we had to do, we had to get the little NHS app sorted out and make sure that was all right. All the COVID stuff. We had to print out everything because everyone mm. likes stuff on paper as well. Mm. But as it transpires, because we'd done all our homework, it was Pretty easy, right? You mean because I did all the stuff? Yes, you did all the stuff. I read it about like the COVID test was was my domain. Yeah, the the paperwork was yours. (laughs) So between us, we nailed it. We got out. We got back. They let us out. They let us back in. It was really easy. It was easy. Happy days. Yeah. I and can't it, wait to get another flying death metal sausage thing. Another flying death metal sausage. Me- metal death s- sausage. Death metal sausage. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. So yeah, we did that. Managed to get out there. Managed mm. to look around Vienna, which was really fun. Had a nice couple of days spending time with that amazing crew. Drank all the wine. Drank all of the wine. Ate all of the deli possible. Mm. And we recorded something of a show with Average Swingers as well. Uh, they've posted it. To be honest, I think it was just the six of us sitting around a microphone Talking shit. So um, <laughs> listen a to that. raucous cacophony. Yes. Listen to that Isn't at your peril, was. at your own mental health risk. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are some absolute gold zingers from all of us. Um, <laughs> you just have to sift through a lot of turd to get to the gold, I think. It was um excitable chat. It was. It was. What I loved while we were recording that was the look on Kate's face, who is probably used to a little <laughs> bit more control as a podcast is being recorded. Abject horror. <laughs> <laughs> how, and my, my question was like, how are we doing this? What's the, is there a theme? Is there, a th- there was no it, theme, just sat down and yelled. There is no theme. No, <laughs> not one bit. So we did that. Yes. What else have we been up to? We had guests. Uh, oh, we, we came back, a we had visit guests. from Delightful Sharing is Caring, which is Kiwi and Sheree. Yeah, they came and stayed with us. They brought baby along. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Sheree or well, all, of them or, are, or all, all of them are adorable a they're dis- disgustingly beautiful and people. nice people yeah anyway they were an absolute delight we managed to show them the hop in mm. managed to have a few drinks managed to cook them some food impress them with my burgers you know naturally <laughs> but it was really it was really really lovely just catching up with them and having some time just to chill out find out what they've been up to over the last 
however long it's Having been again. Last pandemic. Well, we saw mm. them like before year or baby. so. Yeah, before yeah. baby. Um, and, you know, really cool to see them wandering around a house. Every time I see the dog now, oh. um, <laughs> all I can think of is them going, Lucien, woof, 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 woof. And <laughs> Lucien, meow, 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 meow. All oh, the way through. So, so cute. yeah, I can't look at Yoko in the same way. She gives no shits anyway. Like, you she can talk to her in any language. She looks still, at you like, what? Yeah, like, fuck off. Yeah, piss off. <laughs> oh, wait, you. it's like the cat I'm getting mixed up with. It could be column yeah. one or column two, or pet one or pet two. Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. That's kind of roughly what we've been up to. Yeah. We're not going to go into too many details. It's all, you know, we don't want to bore you with our own holiday snaps, as Mrs. <laughs> H rightfully said. But one thing that did strike us as we came back from all of these little adventures was that something showed up on our Amazon TV feed. Oh, um, so let me see. This is uh, Las Juego de las Laves. Yeah, or the game, game of keys. keys. All right, yes. you couldn't wait to say that before me, could you? Game of uh, Keys. Game of Keys. Game of Keys. Yes. So Game of Keys, we discovered, uh, well, back in 2019... Taking time wow, back. Wow, okay. That was quite a while ago. It was quite a while ago because I've mm. done a minimal amount of research uh, on you've this. You've done more than me then. Yeah. And it's a show effect. It's a Mexican show. It's kind of set in it's modern times, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like set now. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about a bunch of mates that have a game of keys. And the game of keys is kind of like a swingers setting. It's like they all chuck the keys in a bowl and pull them out. I've never seen that actually happen in a real life swinger setting. <laughs> I remember when we found it and we had this conversation like, does this actually happen? Have yeah. you ever seen this? So season two. But the stereotype exists, doesn't it? it that that's what swingers do at parties. They it chuck does. keys in a bell. But what we really liked about that show was that it was it had a bit of sex it's Full of it. sex. Full of sex. <laughs> it had some hot people in it, which was always good fun. Mm. It had quite a lot of drama because there was things Love going drama. wrong. And there's quite a bit of comedy to it as well. So for us, we found it was the perfect sort of antidote to all of the shit that was going on in the world. It doesn't matter which year we picked, that could have been anything, really. But I think also, because we weren't able to do anything ourselves, because it was like right in the middle of all the stuff, Mm. um, it was quite nice to have a look at something, you know. Someone else doing it. Someone else doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched the the first season, Mm. and then Pandemic pretty much hit. Yep. And, or or it was in the middle of Pandemic, Mm. and timeline eludes me, it's going back a while now, my brain's all befuddled through the, you know. Befuddled. Many years of COVIDisms. (laughs) And that we were waiting for season two. And it didn't look as though season two was going to come along. I completely forgotten it was going to have a season two, if I'm honest. Because it ends on something of a cliffhanger, really, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And then, boom, out of nowhere, we come back from holiday. There it is. There is season two. So, oh of course, we have blasted through it. We have, but we had to watch season one again, just to remind ourselves. And because it was really fun to mm. kind of go back into it. So, we've gone through season two, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Gone through season one, also really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think season two was as good as season one, but that's another matter. Yeah, entirely. but it was, no, I, I disagree. It wasn't as good in terms of like actually what happened, but it was really, really good to like follow it and carry on. Yeah, to see the sort of aftermaths and some of the more mm. sticky situations that were going to result from it. Is that the sex thing? Yeah, or? a little column A, <laughs> a little column B again. But that, that sort of triggered something in my head and I thought we haven't for ages and ages and ages and mm. ages talked about swinger stuff on TV and in movies. And we often get asked. We get asked. We get access a lot. If we're kind of interested in watching um, interesting content on TV about swingers and stuff, then yeah. what, what do we find? And so we've pulled together a very quick, brief mm-hmm. list of things that you might want to watch or a couple of things that you might want to avoid. Now, I'm really conscious that Kate and Daryl did a very similar thing on YouTube oh, yeah. and rated different swinger movies, I think. 
Yeah, and I think they were looking at things like, do these things actually happen in swinging reality yeah. kind so of thing? So this is more, watch these for your entertainment, see what we felt about them. And we're you gonna, might feel a bit sexy. Yeah, you might feel a bit sexy. Out of 10, we're going to be rating them. Oh, God. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, at least you're not asking me to give any plots because that's going to take like an hour. Well, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the trick, as ever with Mrs. H, with any TV plot is that... Uh, I she, can't describe it. You can describe it, but you describe every single minutia of the detail. <laughs> you know, it's like your, your talk about what was Ghostbusters about. You're like, well, it starts off in a library and there's True, a, does. a librarian. No, I don't think it's a librarian. I think it's a, a ghost and then books start... And, and there's some jaws open. Yeah. And then you get the whole thing. So we're not going to go through all of the plot. We are going to okay. talk a little bit about what they're about. What I will say, so Game of Keys on IMDb, uh, the score yes. is 6.7 out of 10. You mean season one or season two? Or the overall as overall. a thing. That's not bad for IMDb. I, I would give it a strong 7.5 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, I, I mean, anything over kind of five going over six is is it's worth a watch. Yeah. What anything less it? than that is like, oh. So overall, the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. experience, I yeah. would give it just about an eight. About an eight. All right, slightly more than my 7.5. But yeah, I, you know, but I, I wasn't really rating it from any kind of critique stance. I was like, did I enjoy it and was there some sex in it? Yes. I think my favourite bit of this... And it co- made me laugh so much with all the tequila consumption. Well, there was a lot of tequila consumption, but there's a couple of bits that I really like about it. One is the the cast is quite hot, so it was really interesting going, well, who do you like out of this cast and who, who would yeah. you have sex with? It's nice all, putting yourself in those situations in, yourself. It's nice putting yourself in them. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was that the situations themselves, whilst sort of a little bit out there, were similar to situations that we've seen happen in the lifestyle. So oh, I really like the fact that it yeah. created a, a, a talking point and mm. was was a really good way of sort of discussing what would we we do in that situation. In fact, we we were chatting to Secret Stag and Secret Vixen. Mm. Well done, folks. It's only been twelve and a half minutes since we last mentioned them. <laughs> I wonder when they. Were I know it's back. only a matter of time, and they they blasted through it really quickly. In fact, they blasted through it over the last couple of weeks. And they said exactly the same thing, that they found themselves, one, oogling the hot cast, but two, yeah. kind of going, oh, what would you do in this situation? How, is that, how would that pan out and for And there's you? some moments where you kind of find yourself yelling at the screen. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away, I promise, uh, which is unusual for me. But you do find yourself yelling at the screen if there's some kind of questionable rule in there and you think, oh my goodness, is that happening? Would, would I do that? Yeah. Should you be doing that? Exactly yeah. that. And you, you may... You may find that it's like main character hatred, <laughs> which is what I experienced watching it. I don't, I'm mm. not breaking. But the difficult thing is, is that the main character is also quite hot. So it's kind of hard to separate the two yeah. in, in that situation. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. The next one is Playboy Swing. Now, Playboy so, Swing. Yeah, that's, that's how it all began for us, really. It's at the, the beginning of the, the, the journey in terms of what we watched. It is. Now, did you know it was on from 2011? I did not. To 2015. Did it stop then completely? It did stop. It has, so it hasn't it has done stopped. any more. They're not doing okay. any more as far as I know. Mm, interesting. Um, now, on IMDb. Now, I'm not sure IMDb is a reliable source for rating this type sexy of... Things. Sexy thing. But it is a 9.3 out of 10. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Genuinely, this is what I read off the top. 9.3? 9.3. 9. 3. For, for what? Like um, sex and nudity content or plot? Well, just, just plot? out of 10. <laughs> just that's what they rated it. It's an interesting one. So if you've never heard of Playboy Swing, it's a show that, that was on the Playboy TV channel. I'm sure you can find it on the interwebs if you look around or go hunting for it. And basically a couple go into um, the swing house, which is mm-hmm. full of experienced swingers. They sign some contracts to say whatever happens in this house stays in there and they play some games. They get a bit tipsy and then they all go to a, a red room of sexy times mm. and experience their fantasies. And the next day they have a counsellor there who then talks to them about 
whether they enjoyed it, whether it was good, whether it was bad, and would they want to stay being swingers or would they want to leave it, it behind them? Was it just a fling or would you swing again? I fucking hate that phrase. It's so anno- <laughs> It's just so poorly written. It, it just, is rather cliche, isn't it? It's but... rather, rather cliched. However, you know, and it's interesting because as the series goes on, it feels like it evolves. It sort mm. of becomes a bit slicker. And the, they get more money. They, they, as they get <laughs> more money. To spend on the venues. And then the, the, the activities that they do become more in, like more interactive and more outside of the compound that where mm-hmm. they're sort of being housed. It's always like some gigantic mansion type thing. Oh, it's really fancy, isn't it? I've also noticed, and I, this may just be me, and maybe this is just something that I've observed, but it feels like if the couple going into the house aren't so attractive, they send out what looks to me like a B squad out there. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is true. I've not really done any scientific mm. backing of it, but that's how it feels. What I would say is, is like Mrs. H was saying, is that for us, this was a real game changer. This really opened our eyes to lots of the the lexicon, the the mm. um, the language of swinging. Well, the concept really for me, wasn't it? It was there in front of us, like we were watching it kind of happen in reality. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's reality TV. And it's interesting that when people go in and they, they do their, their thing, there's lots of cutaways where someone will explain stuff or talk about their issues mm. or pull out a particular topic. So you do sort of find yourself learning, but you also learn from their experiences themselves. So if it's a great experience, you can figure out how did they make it great? Probably because they went into a super fucking amazing house with a bunch <laughs> of amazing swingers, but you know you never know. But for me, it was that learning point and and again, much like Game of Keys, it was the the concepts, the what would we do if that was our situation? Who would we like in, in yeah, that house? Yeah, you put yourself in that situation, wouldn't you? And also, I quite like that some of the guests then go on to become residents in the the future episodes. Yeah. They're kind of like, they stay there as the kind of resident guests that greet them, the new couple. Yeah, so the, often the ones from particularly mm. season one and two yeah, yeah. end up coming back and becoming members of the of the swinging and household. Yeah, their experiences and that kind of thing, don't they? I think off the back of um, the Playboy Swing, we then obviously then and found things like polyamory, didn't we? Yeah, and other sort of similar things. Yeah, we're not going to go into the polyamory no, TV show. We'd, no. we'd say check it out if you're interested. But for this this particular thing, Playboy Swing, what would you rate it? I wouldn't go with a 9.3. That's like way up in the, the heights there. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I've watched it several times now. So I think an 8. I would say a strong 8. Yeah. It's a really interesting tool, for particularly for people who are just entering the lifestyle to get their heads around it. I really like the fact that it does show the actual sex. So it's a bit naughty as well. And it's quite, to be fair, we've had, we had it on the background a number of times when we've had dates around and, and yeah. people who are interested in the lifestyle. In fact, I think we've even shown my sister Playboy Swing at one point. Well, it's other. kind of, it's not porn. but it, Well, it, it is porn. Well, you know what I mean, though? It's not, like, you're not putting on a porn, are you? You're you're putting, putting on, on a porn. A, porn, <laughs> a porno. Well, it is based in, like, a reality sort of series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yes, obviously, it's it's X-rated. But I would say that is if, if, you're, if you're new to this whole lifestyle and if you're figuring stuff out and you want to explore some of these concepts mm. this is a great way of doing it it really is because you can have conversations with each other then about what you're seeing and how would you feel if it was you and what would what would we do yeah and, and it sort of replicates that sexy environment if you go to a club as well a little bit mm. there's a sort of feeling of that because it's very sort of fly on the wall very kind of observing what's going on and mm. it's it gives you a little bite of that and occasionally things do don't or don't go as planned Mm. They go a little bit wrong. And then that's interesting to see what their sort of resident um, psychologist says about that and how they talk about the next day. Yeah. 
It's all Which is really good. Very wholesome. <laughs> or as wholesome as you can get. <laughs> Next one up. Okay. Swingtown. <gasps> now this Oh my goodness. This dates back to 2008. Oh, it's got Jack Davenport in it. That's the only note I wrote down. Thank you for that. It's oh, got this just But it's the bit I really appealed to me because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's him from that and that and uh, Poets of the Caribbean, of course, and This Life, okay. which is a series I loved from the 90s." You did you loved it? I loved it. I love it. I do. It's so good. Literally Garrett. loved it. So Jack Davenport, I kind of think This is the tale. <laughs> well, you kind of think, oh, he's been in stuff, hasn't he? He has. So we saw him going really stuff good. in the show. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I can't remember who else has got in it, but it's definitely got him in it. Other people in it. So this is people. sort of set in the seventies, yeah. and it's kind of very much uh, a new couple move into a new neighbourhood, yeah. and their neighbours are, are, are swingers. Oh and, my god, filthy swingers! And it's kind of a little bit about the juxtaposition of this, this, these new exciting neighbours who host all these amazing mm. parties and do all this crazy stuff, versus their old friends that they've left behind in the old neighbourhood. Yeah, and this kind of kind of trying to straddle that, aren't they? A yeah, bit. and like leaving that behind, but also wanting to stay vanilla friends. Yeah, but also what do we do with their new exciting sex life and their vanilla friends going? Oh my god, I can't believe you're into this thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it was a really interesting show. I mean, it's disappointing that it only lasted for one season. Oh, I know. I was so excited there was another one and there wasn't. Well, you know, we kind of, we caught up to it very late. In fact, I think we only watched it a year or two ago. Mm. And, you know, we got, really got into the show and then it just ends. And then you're like, oh, oh. there's just an empty <laughs> space there for us. I, I think it was, it was again, it's one of those... It's it's a well done drama. Yeah. It's it's kind of naughty but not naughty really. There's not it's not it's over the top. No, exactly. It's not a, a porn. <laughs> it's also not sort of like Game of Thrones level no. of naughtiness either. So, but it but it is interesting and it does create some interesting conversations. And if you like the drama aspect, exactly and when things drama in it. yeah, and when things go wrong, then and when people break rules and all that kind of stuff, then this is probably a good one to to, to have a look at. Now, on an IMDb, it's rated 7.6 out of 10. I would say that's quite fair. I would say it's a strong 7. Yeah, I would agree with their assessment, actually. Yeah. Um, because there were a few episodes which were a bit, in terms of content, a little bit drier and less, you know, held my interest less, maybe. But on the whole, I loved all of it and I just inhaled the whole series. You love all of it in your whole. <laughs> you are literally um, innuendo king tonight. Okay. That's fine. That's just tonight. I understand. That's a but downgrade. I, I love the fact that it had Jack Davenport in it. Not because I fancy him or anything, but because I just, it was nice to see him in something a bit different. Yeah, I think it was. So, and I loved all oh. the stereotypes. I was going to say, not because they're stereotypes and I associate what we do with that, but actually it was just really interesting to see it from like potentially what was a different era. Now, we'll come on to the different era thing in a, in a minute because we've got, we've got some films that we're going to uh, sort of okay. move into and, and move around. Mm. So the first one that I'm going to come into is, is very much a different different time period. It's Eating Raoul. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is 1982. <laughs> now, what I really liked oh, about this, yeah. much like your Jack Davenport on the last one, this has Robert Beltran, who is Chicote <laughs> from the Voyager. <laughs> In it, and this this is yeah. all about a, a a couple that are down on luck and need to earn some money. So they yeah. basically start killing people effectively, which doesn't sound like anything good to do with you know lifestyle stuff. No, I mean I think the main point is that there's some swingers in it. Yeah, and so when you look up swinging films, it's one of those that that appears. It's a it's very much of his time. It's like 1982. It's like the end of the 70s. It's got that that sort of vibe mm. to it. 
it's quite a fascinating sort of dark comedy, but it's not ha 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 ha. It's quite thought provoking and odd. Uh, and there's some interesting little twists. And also is a couple of like parties that make you raise a few eyebrows. Yeah, I think, you know, it's worth checking out if you find mm. it on Channel 4, like late one night. If, <laughs> if you see it coming up on the, you know, <clears throat> things that you could watch, yeah, I, agree. I would investigate it. I mean, it's got a 6.8 on IMDb. Not bad. I'd give it probably a 6. Mm. I think it's an interest. It's I'd put it in one of our interesting, strange Blu-rays that are at the top of the shelf that occasionally get wheeled out <laughs> just for a laugh. Yeah, um, I, I kind of found it more um, entertaining than sexy. And yeah. I, I kind of, because I wanted to find something a bit sexy, I think that's probably where my point scoring will drop it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was it was a good film, really yeah. interesting. But yeah, for me, it was probably a five. Okay, fair enough. Mm. The next one we've got on the list is Swinging Safari oh with my Kylie. Goodness. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. It's 2018, so it's quite quite recent. What a find. <laughs> what a find. And this is this is a really strange, it's sort of like a coming of age thing. Yeah. But there's a sort of B plot running where the parents are sort of trying to be swingers. <laughs> and it's sort of set, I, I guess it's like the 70s, 80s. It's and it, set in Australia, isn't it? Set in Australia. Yeah. And it's an Australian cast, I mm-hmm. think. It's, I mean, it feels, it takes me right back to being a child in that time period. It's definitely got the vibe right, even yeah. down to the sort of descended sort of table area thing that it's got. I that- loved that. I literally <laughs> want a descended pit in the living room but where you can eat fondue in, a round table and have sexy conversations and a Apparently, like a million cocktails. Well, you know, that's pretty much standard for us anyway. It's the same. We just don't have to walk down steps into a a round table. (laughs) Specifically a round table. (laughs) I loved all the retro vibes in it. It made me really kind of fascinated about, you know, maybe how swinging has evolved through the ages as well. And it makes you really sort of think back that it's been around for a long time. Well, what I... You know, what I liked about it is it has that real sort of indie film vibe mm. to it. It's kind of funny in places. There, There is some drama. There's some coming, coming of age stuff. And there's also some bad decisions from a swinging perspective mm. that sort of that happen. But the swinging is much like the eating roll in that it's not really a major part of the, no, of the film. It, it's just a kind of um, consistent running theme in the background, but it doesn't focus entirely on it. No. You're right. I'd but, say so. But it was really, really fun film. Um and a really good find, I think, on, on your part, because I think you found it, didn't you? Of course I did. And we were like, what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. And it kind of almost gave me like E.T. vibes in a kind of, when you, when you all, or things where you watch them as like children growing up and they're like, as you say, this whole coming of age thing, it just feels wonderfully evocative. Particularly, I think, because it has that, that has the, like the background, mm. the the set dressing is very, very, very evocative for yeah. that time period. So it's, it's really definitely well got that to it. 5.6 out of 10. On IMDb. On IMDb. I think I'd go higher. I'd go six and a half. I'd give it a seven because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed the film. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd definitely it. say seek it out. Again, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Go and check it out if yeah. you can find There's it on Netflix. There's some really humorous bits in there as well. Really humorous. Humorous, amusing humor. Excellent. Definitely check that one out. Next one. So we've got a less good one now. Okay. I mean, it has to be done. It has to be done. So, Palm Swings. Oh, God. Now, this is oh, God. from 2017. This is where a couple move in and the neighbours are swingers and it's just... You know what? IMDb gave it 4.4 out of 10. That was generous. This isn't the lowest rated film <laughs> on this particular list that we're going to go through. 
Who was? Can we remember who was in this film? Was it anyone? There was. There was memorable? no one of of note. Okay. I would yeah. suggest it's one of those like it's going to go wrong. You know, it's going to be a bad situation. There's going to be a drama. I remember a lot of it taking place around a swimming pool. It was just, just terrible. It's just not a great film. It's not slickly made. And it doesn't stick in the memory. So is it sexy? Can you remember? It was. Not, it's that unmemorable. I can't yeah, even remember if it's, it's sexy. And we watched it fairly recently, <laughs> and already it has drained out of my brain and been replaced by the theme tune to Ducktales again. I I'm literally not remembering much about this film because it was so bad. So I'm going to give it a three out of ten. I'm going to give it two because I I literally can't remember it. It was so poor. Well, you see, the thing is, is I want to save some lower scores for down for down the road but but this honestly, is my opinion i'm giving it a two uh, that's your opinion that's my opinion that's your opinion and it, it seems what really grinds your gears disagree Mrs. H. with me <laughs> uh but maybe they found more in it to uh, to like i think you know it had had it been handled better and had it had a completely different script and different actors it would have been a, been much a different film, film. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you remember? Is did this film portray uh, swinging in, in a particularly derogatory light? I don't think it did. I think it did was. Poke it might, might have even have been like a keys in a bowl type thing. Yeah. So uh, for that reason, I'm out. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't watch it uh, if it pops up on your feed, unless you're really bored and you've watched everything else that's out there. Don't don't avoid. Don't yeah, just don't bother with mm. it. Um, I'd rather watch Fight Club, and that says a lot. <gasps> you don't even like Fight Club. I know. I I'd, I'd you know. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's how how highly that's I rated how, that one. Yeah. So the next one is a bit of a, a swinging classic. Oh yes, I know what you're going to say. It is Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I can never remember the order of the names. Bill and Ted and <laughs> Preston and Esquire. Now this is from... Nine... I was thinking the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. <laughs> <laughs> Tinker, Taylor, soldier, spy. Yeah, I never... <laughs> <laughs> so this is from 1969. It has a gold in it who's <gasps> Monica's dad. Monica's dad. <laughs> My Little Harmonica. Yeah. Uh, from Monica's Friends. Dad from Friends. Elliot Gould. That's but what I just said. I didn't hear you say no, that. I, I, sorry. Yeah, it's Elliot Gould. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So he's in it. And Much younger, obviously. <laughs> just a little bit younger. <laughs> the fact that Friends was filmed in the 90s. Yeah. Much, much younger. Much, much younger. It's an interesting period piece. It's kind of. Um, very of its time. It is very of its time, which I kind of liked more than the actual swinging mm. part of it. And. But it is interesting in that it's more about, I, I, I would say, a, like two couples mm. kind of exploring that dynamic between themselves yeah. than doing anything else, really. But it was, a, it was a fascinating piece. I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be like a film I'd, I'd rush to see again. Mm. I wouldn't return to it and watch it again because it, it made me feel particularly sexy. And it, it wasn't something that I enjoyed enough to go back and give it multiple watches, like you say. It's like, mm, I've seen it. Okay, it was good. It felt, I'm done with it. It kind of felt like one of those films like uh, that you watch to earn credentials in a way. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that that 1969 film on Swinging. Yeah, you know, along with my collection of Barbarella and you know, <laughs> the other weird things that I've got. Yeah, there. I kind of know you mean. It's almost like, yeah, everyone's watched that. God, yeah. yeah. You, you've not seen that? What do you mean you've Are not you seen it? Are you even like a film critic? Yeah, like, you know, you couldn't even get it in Blockbuster back in the day, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of need to watch it just to kind of tick it off, I think, in a way. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you should watch it. I think it might be funnier if you watched it in a crowd. Maybe. And you just drank every time something weird happened. Yeah, you'd be sozzled. But then, then <laughs> you could do that for many of, many of these films. So it got, yeah, 6.8 out of 10 mm. on IMDb. I think it was a strong, strong sort of... Five and a half for me. I enjoyed it, but I 
but I think more for the, the, the again the time period more for the the fact that it's it was done so early on mm. the fact that Monica's dad in it is in it and also <laughs> Ross's dad as well so I probably would give it a six and I think that's more because I can appreciate it is a, a film that exists for um, for multiple good reasons and everyone should probably give it a watch whether you're into swinging or not it's just an interesting film it almost deserves like a comic book guy kind of mm-hmm. you must be on the internet immediately to see this film because everyone should have seen it well kind of like almost in like a cult status yeah thing, there's a bit of that to like, it oh have you seen you should see this film again it's the type of film that you'll probably find crops up on channel four yeah. or film four every now and then and if mm. it's on yeah I'd, I'd check it out but I wouldn't be excited to see it and I wouldn't um, put it down on a list of hey let's get into the mood tonight let's watch this yes. because you won't yeah. <laughs> well you might I don't know but I didn't okay now number eight on our list mm. there's only two two left to go okay number eight is The Overnight from 2015 <gasps> with Adam Scott uh, Jason Schwartzman it's about uh, again it's a, it's about a yeah. cu- two couples interacting moved into the area mm. get invited over it all gets a bit weird and a little bit naughty as it goes on that's a good explanation it gets a bit weird it does get it's quite a it's played for comedy. But ends up a bit weird. But ends up a little bit more serious than you yeah. anticipated. I really like this film. I really did. I wasn't expecting it to go the way it did. No. And I was thoroughly impressed. I think... We'll I mean, probably watch it again. Yeah. Adam Scott is always value always for money. Always good value. Yeah. yeah. yeah and absolutely. I like Jason Schwartzman. I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's not in a Wes Anderson film at this particular <laughs> moment, but it's... He's it has, great. It has a really quirky indie comedy vibe to it. Has enough comedy to make it lighthearted at points, but then it descends into this serious, like, oh, what the hell am I watching now? Yeah, there's definitely some, there's some dark, provoking yeah. moments in mm. there. It's not a sexy film. It really isn't, I don't think. If you're watching it to get your rocks off, no. But if you're watching it to kind of explore lightly some of those themes mm. and put yourself in the what would we do situation whilst also sort of laughing at some of the lighter moments, yeah. then I think you'll probably enjoy it. I think it's probably good for, um, as you say, having some conversations yourselves about some of the, the things that get brought up. Yeah. And actually that can make it a bit more sexy anyway, because you're then starting to explore the concepts and hopefully in a more positive way. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I think it's one of those films. We went in and, and I think we had zero expectations. Yeah. And Agreed. we watched it and we were like, oh, it's him. And then, it, oh, it's them. Oh, it's them. And now this is happening. Yeah. And it kind of takes you on a bit of a, where's this going to go? How's it going to mm. pan out? You kind of, you think it's going to go one way. It zigzags around a bit. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Now it's what? 6.1 out of 10 on yeah. IMDb. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I enjoyed it far more yeah. than I thought I was going to. It's not an amazing, amazing film, but if it was on, I would definitely sit down and watch it. Absolutely. I would give it a seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Oh, mm. Excellent score. Excellent yeah, score. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely go and, you know, if, if you get the chance to check that one out. Now, we've saved the best slash worst to last. <laughs> I think we've already talked about this one on the show, but this is The Swing of Things, made in 2020. This Was is, it really only that recently? It was really only that recently. And now this, oh, if you want God. to feel sad about life <laughs> and get depressed about the quality of shit films, and, you know, I'm, I, I can't really talk because I've not made a film that I know of, but someone's gone and made this. Have a look at the trailer. And very quickly, I think you'll realise the strange, weird, 
<laughs> out there thing that this is. So eff effectively, the plot is that someone, instead of booking uh, a venue for their wedding in Jamaica, they book basically... A swingers resort, a swingers in, resort Jamaica. in Jamaica. So it plays... It's a mistake. It's it's a it's a mistake, but the whole film is a mistake. A mistake. <laughs> I think there's something about rapey dolphins. Oh, I think it's there's terrible. some homophobic, racial, oh, uh, trans, everything that is like, wrong. Like, with you it. name yeah. name something that's awful. It's in there as a joke, and it's not even done well. It's not well. even done in any kind of tongue in cheek thing. It's just poor. It's just poor ass. taste. Crass, not the good kind of ass, and not. So it's just poking fun at everything, but without. I don't think it was even intended to. I think it just happens. That it makes they Scary fuck it Movie up. Seven look like a fucking masterpiece, <laughs> and I don't even know if there's a Scary Movie Seven. This is how much I hated, hated this film. It was really bad. It made me want to burn my eyes. <laughs> it was very cringy, and you 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 almost couldn't watch it. Well, we we had we did watch. It. I don't know why, but I think it's because we couldn't. We couldn't believe there was such a terrible film made. Yeah. And we thought, well, we, we need to see this through. We just... <laughs> We're committed. Have done with it. <laughs> We're committed. We've done it for your benefit, everyone out there, so you don't have to go through this. <laughs> what, I, what I would suggest, if, if you are going to watch the film, every time something stupid Do happens that you party. hate, yeah, take a drink. <laughs> because after three and a half minutes, you'll be so passed out that you won't have to watch the it's rest of the film. It's just the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. Would you even give it a one out of ten? I'd give it one out of ten, just for so it, pure entertainment purposes. No, the just fact that we could poke fun at it. Just, just because everyone needs to know. It just, it just <laughs> they just like it's got to have some sort of mark. I mean, it's. What did IMDb give it? It gave it two point nine oh, out of wow. ten. I will give it a one. Yeah. I, I, it makes our hobby look like it's fucking awful. It makes human beings look like they're yeah, awful. Yeah, I agree. It makes. Dolphins look oh, terrible. What did they have against the dolphins? I don't know. It was stupid. The whole thing was <laughs> fucking terrible and terrifying and shit. So we would recommend that you do not watch it. Unless you want to literally poke fun at it all the way through and have a good laugh. I don't think you could do that. It's yeah. not like a it's not like a B movie or like a, a terrifically bad thing. It's not even like Mac and Me. It makes Mac and Me look like <laughs> fucking Fantasia or something. <laughs> like a modern classic. Honestly. Despite the McDonald's or Burger King or whatever it is, product placement, this fucking swing of things. You is, didn't enjoy this film, did you? I did not enjoy it. And hopefully, by listening to me tell you about how I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> you'll avoid it too. And they don't get any money from anything. Okay. And they're never allowed to make a film again. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So what you could do, though, is if you really fucking hate someone, <laughs> really, really hate them, you, I mm. suppose you could find an old copy that's in a dustbin somewhere and send it to them. Wow, okay. Yeah. A lot of hate for this film. Though. A lot of hate for this film. What would you give it? One. A slow, long, terrible death is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a one for um, pure shock factor. Pure shock factor. Uh, in that you need I to be was shocked. shocked it was made. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be shocked if you watch it. You'll need extensive therapy and treatment following this film. So that was our quick roundup of films that mm. we thought of off the top of our heads that we've watched over the last probably couple of years, actually, that we thought, or, and TV shows that might entertain you and might give you some good swinging tips mm. and also might sort of help you explore the lifestyle together. I mean, there's there's others, but it escapes me now. I, I'm, it's, you know, I've brought to mind in the last sort of 10 minutes talking about these. There was another weird film we watched, but I can't remember. If I there's, 
tons and tons of films yeah. that we've watched that that normally have the word swinging the title or, mm-hmm. or or cover swinging in some way. And I think um, Swingers Help probably have a list, don't they, on their I, I imagine website. that Swingers Help on Twitter, if you look them up, mm. probably do have a list. And yeah. I think we've covered this topic before in terms of just regular sexy films. But we felt that since we came back from a holiday and we jumped yeah. straight into Game of Keys, and really enjoyed it, that it would be a good opportunity to share some of that excitement with you folks. So mm. we definitely recommend we're not sponsored by them in any shape or form. <laughs> but I, actually, I quite like the idea of a game of keys, but with people that I like. I kind of know what you mean, because when we were watching it, I did keep thinking, well, this looks incredibly sexy, but also, no, it's not right. And we would never do that. And it's beset with all sorts of like things that could go wrong. Mm. But at the same time, it did look really sexy. Yeah, but if, if you had a, a like a group <laughs> of people... I think as long as you had some ground rules and you knew that what you were doing was a bit tongue-in-cheek, maybe. Yeah, then it could... Yeah, then it could work. Could be of interest. So, and it's just so cliche, isn't it? <laughs> 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 whose keys are these? <laughs> exactly. Well, it'd be obvious who keys, whose keys yours are because they're bright pink and they Thanos have fluff, on them. Thanos and fluff balls and God knows what else yeah. to them. So it would be very easy for people to well, pick you like out of a bowl. Well, I everyone would want to pick my keys out of the bowl then. This is true. Everyone well, would. Well, where you go then? Well, why are you, why are you throwing that at me? Because it, it felt accusatory. Well, you do have a lot everyone of keys. Everyone would know your keys. They would do, because they are Wait, pink. Wait, your keys, not Yorkshire Terriers. <laughs> Yorkie bars, <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. We all enjoy a good Yorkie bar, right? Mm. But, Much smaller than these to be. Oh, terrible, terrible situations. We've bemoaned films. Next week, we'll be covering chocolates. Confectionery <laughs> and <laughs> how it's changed over the years. Exactly. Um, so, in terms of uh, TV stuff, yeah, if you if you have any recommendations mm. that you'd like to share or any films that you thought were worth a punt, get in touch with us mm. at bedhopperssuck at gmail.com or Twitter us at bedhopperssuck or Twitter us. Twitter us. Tweet us. I just, in my head, I heard clitoris. Did you? Sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Clitoris. Oh God! <laughs> it's yeah, it's become an interesting conversation. Twitterers, please, please tweet us. Mm-hmm. So before we we finalise and, and round up, so mm. a couple of things. So we went and saw another venue quite recently. <gasps> oh yes, so, so we did. This is quite exciting. We've done so much. We've done lately. so much. And whilst it's not a play situation, this no, one, it's very nice though. It could be a really nice one, and it'd be a bit bigger. Like a big, big, like thing. a like a good hundred people 100 social. People. Yeah, so we'll double have, the last one. Just, yeah, we're doubling down and doubling up. So yeah. we're we're going to have a look, have some chats with, or some further chats with mm. the owners and the management team. To see and obviously, I'll have to sample the drinks. Yeah, that's the only thing we haven't done yet is sample the drinks. We don't worry, the food. I'll sample them. Oh, good. That's mm-hmm. very very kind of I you. Know. And we're going to have a look at it, and hopefully, we should have some news about it in the near future. Yeah, I really hope this this pans out because it's a really sexy venue. Like massive tease if it doesn't. Just like going to leave you with blue waffles and balls all the way through. <laughs> we'll tell you all about this amazing thing that we're going to do. We've also got some very very exciting news coming out that we can't reveal yet. I'm doing very well to keep my mouth closed. I know you've done very well to keep your mouth closed, you. particularly as you skirted over some things Thank you. in this episode where I could see you were going to reveal things. But I didn't. But you didn't. Thank you. So at some point we will reveal <laughs> the things that we're not allowed to talk about but yet. Not now. No, not now. no, no, no. Not no. yet, but at some point we will do. Yes. Finally. Yes. The final thing. Now, we had a lot of nice feedback about the last episode, right? Yes. Yes, we did. And... Not one person left us a review. Oh, I so, don't know how to do it. Sorry. I know you don't know how to You're not on Apple. No, no, no. I'm not. So anyway. If, if I was, what would I do? 
you Explain just, it to me. Just go to Apple Podcasts, find it, and just uh-huh. it, you can just star us. That's fine. And you, that can, and you can write a review. It says leave do a review. Do you have to write words or can you just do stars? You can do stars, but it's nice, you know, to get some words. Mm. You know, that would what be What if good. they're not very nice words? Well, <laughs> what can I do about it? I mean, you know. Try harder? Try, yeah, try much harder. Tell us what we could do differently then. Yeah. If you, us, if you don't like it. Well, if you don't like it, just send us an email first. Let us try and improve yeah. for that before you send us a Don't a send before, us yeah. anything horrid. Yeah, please don't. But also, no, I like feedback. Feedback. If it's, if it's constructive is, and is I, I know how to learn from it. Yes. So anyway, mm. send us a review. But what I was actually getting at, that the stuff that we had lots of ah. compliments about, was that at the end of the last episode, <laughs> we might have played a little bit of Secret Vixen's blog reading. Yes, she read a bit of her own blog. Was it her that read it? Last time. All right, okay. Well, I know, because you told me. I know. Because I listened. <laughs> uh, you were there as well while we recorded it. Well, yes. Whilst, uh, you know. blurry, hazy night. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Any night that could have been, to be fair. <laughs> now, we've got another recording. I'm not going to tell you who or what. Uh, well, well, I'm, well, I'm all right. I I'm, know I'm chronologically what the next chapter was, and I know who read that. Good. I'm glad that you do. Yeah. But... Our listeners can wait until the end music. Okay. And then they can listen to this chapter. Dulcet tones and hear, whoever it is. Yeah, hear somebody else trying to read something whilst people are distracting them. <laughs> and if that's not vague enough for you, then <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it might be sexy. It might be sexy. There's sexy words in it. There are, it, there are some occasionally naughty words in it. I've not heard it since we recorded it, so I need to have a look and I'm going to have to edit it before I, you know, chuck it on the end of this like one. Like clitoris, that's a rude. Is it? Yeah. Is clitoris mentioned in there? Maybe. You have no idea, do you? No. No, I didn't think so. It might be. It might be, but it might not be. Anyway, stick around for rude stuff and blogs and shit. (laughs) Mrs H, do your thing. Well, thank you for hopping into our bed. After dipping my toe into the world of threesomes, some may say I'd throw myself straight in at the deep end. Whilst I'd be inclined to agree with them, it was actually several months before I embarked on another hot wife adventure. This time, it was a more conventional affair. In my first post on this blog, I described how the revelation of my husband's friend's attraction for me had essentially been the match that lit the vixen candle. Sadly, however, distance limited anything physically happening to the realms of my husband's and now my own fantasy. However, fortune as it were was on our side, for a work meeting had brought said friend back to our neck of the woods. A bull was locked in our sights and the stag and I were going hunting. We had a very small window of opportunity to ensnare this elusive bull, as his work had only brought him home for a couple of days. It all started with a text. My husband contacted him and informed him of a conversation the two of us had shared several months prior to this moment and a proposition was made. It turned out the hunt was not going to be as challenging as we had first thought. As a single man who had already declared his attraction for me, he was more than happy to lend his services. My stag and the newly acquired bull continued their conversation in which an arrangement was made. There would be no strings attached, it would be a one-time thing, and most importantly, if at any point any of us were uncomfortable, everything would stop. 
The three of us had been friends for a very long time and we knew that what we were about to embark on could ruin both a lifelong friendship and our marriage. A date was set and I was brimming with excitement. In the days leading up to the reunion, I began sharing texts with the bull. This was something I had done on hundreds of occasions, but the tone of our messages had greatly changed. There were no more pleasantries in our exchanges. Instead, they were filled with flirtatious quips and innuendos. I was so excited about the imminent meeting, but I was also racked with nerves as once again I was going to have sex with someone other than my husband. And unlike the previous occasion, this would be with a man. The evening had arrived and it was finally time for me to get ready for my bull. If I was going for a meal or a night out with my friends, I would have no problem choosing what to wear and this would always be an independent affair. On this occasion, however, I had assistance. I wasn't dressing for a night out with the girls. I was dressing for a night in where I would be fucked. I therefore wanted to dress accordingly and I didn't really know where to begin. I started with my lingerie. I had recently been shopping at Victoria's Secret, so this was a relatively easy decision. Except I had two possible options. I was feeling confident, so I thought I would leave a decision down to my bull. I took a picture of myself in both options and I sent them off to him, awaiting his selection. Up until this moment, I had never sent a sexually evocative image to anyone before, least of all to someone I wasn't in a relationship with. The choice was made, followed by a response of, I can't wait to remove them. And with that, excitement and lust surged in me. The rest of my outfit was not as easily selected. Everything I tried on seemed too mumsy or hung off me in an unflattering manner. Hence, my husband intervened. For some time, he had wanted me to wear leather effect trousers and he had even gone as far as to buy some more for me. For months, I had evaded them. Tonight, however, I trusted his male instinct. He paired these trousers with a sweeping v-neck blouse and a recently purchased pair of heels. For the first time in my adult life, I had been dressed with no input. My husband relished in the fact that he was essentially wrapping me up like a present to be delivered to his best friend and then unwrapped. At that moment, I noticed he was hard without me even having to have laid a hand upon him. Nerves were beginning to overpower the excitement and so I sent my husband off to fetch me a drink. I was definitely in need of some Dutch courage. Whilst he was away and I put on my makeup, I took a moment to look at myself in the full-length mirror and I really took in my appearance. For the first time in what felt an age, I didn't see a weary mum of two or an overworked professional looking back at me. I saw the sexy and confident woman that my husband so often told me I was, but I never believed. This moment of self-realisation was soon interrupted with the return of my husband and the announcement that our friend was on his way. I quickly downed my drink and I requested a refill and made my way down to the living room. The room was dimly lit but highly atmospheric. The nerves were getting the better of me despite the consumption of alcohol and I found myself looking for a way to occupy myself. I knew he was parking and whilst my husband went to meet him, I turned to my phone in desperate need of distraction. I wanted to appear cool and collected when he entered, not like a terrified schoolgirl waiting the arrival of a boy from her class. I could hear footsteps down the drive. Fuckity fuck fuck, I muttered to myself, as nerves jolted through every fibre of my being. Footsteps in the porch, what the hell was I about to do? 
the door opened and he entered. He had been to our house on several occasions and I'd never batted an eyelid, but this time he seemed so different. Had he always been taller than me? Was he always so muscular? I love my husband immensely, but it has long been a running joke between us that I am in fact taller than him. So the fact that this taller specimen was here for me greatly aroused me. We all sat in the living room together and made rather awkward small talk. For all we knew what was about to happen, but none of us seemed to know how to commence that side of the events. The catalyst came in a simple question posed to the bull by the stag. Have you seen her trousers? Would you like to touch them? Having essentially been given the green light, he tentatively reached over and placed his hand upon my cross leg. Anticipation jolted through me at the touch. The touch soon became a stroke and the single hand was soon joined by his partner, which gently wrapped itself around my neck and then proceeded to hungrily pull him towards me. Our lips met and we kissed for the first time. The kiss intensified as our tongues began to move with one another. He leaned in close and I wrapped my leg around him and mirrored the hand gently placed on my neck. His lips moved south and he began kissing my neck. His eyes clocked the open v-neck of my top and he slipped his hand between the folds, falling still on my bra. His mouth followed his hand and within seconds he had pulled aside my bra and began kissing my breasts. I was trapped in the moment. Everything, including my husband, had faded from his mind. The only thing that occupied my thoughts at that moment was lust and the need to have this man's cock. I ran my unoccupied hand down his chiselled body, noting for the first time just how toned and firm his body was. In fact, my hand may have lingered on his chest far longer than I anticipated, but it was hungry for his physique, a body very different in formation to my husband's. Eventually, my hand continued its journey southwards and it soon met its crotch. The contents of his boxes had always been a subject of conversation amongst my husband and his friends, so I was aware that this bull possessed a dick larger than I had ever had before. I reached in and grasped him for the first time. The rumour was true, and yet I was still not prepared for how large it actually was. I began to run my hand up and down his shaft and felt how hard he was for me. I looked over at my husband and noticed that his hand was copying my motions, but on his own noticeably smaller penis. My husband gave me a reassuring smile, so that I knew he was okay with what was happening across the room from him. And with that look, I lowered myself off the couch and onto my knees so that I was in a better position to take my bull in my mouth. If I had been surprised by his size when I grasped him with my hand, I was positively dumbstruck when I took him in my mouth. The challenge of taking his full length into my mouth appealed to my competitive and at that precise moment lustful nature. I greedily deep-throated him. I continued for several moments until I realised from his moans that he was close to climax, something I really wasn't ready for. I wanted his fully engorged cock inside me. Releasing his penis from my mouth, we removed what little clothing we still had on and I mounted him on my couch. 
as he entered me, I could hear moans of pleasure from both him and my husband. I repositioned myself so that I could take every inch of him and I began to ride him. I have always been very fortunate that I can easily orgasm when I'm on top. A belief was proven to be true on this occasion as I soon found myself coming on the penis of another man. Still not fully sated, we changed positions. I walked over to my husband and I encouraged my bull to follow me. I placed my hands on stag knees and I kissed him intimately. A kiss very different to the many exchanged with my bull. As I kissed my husband, I could sense the presence of the man behind me and I soon felt his hungry hands on my hips. I looked into my husband's eyes as his best friend entered me from behind. He started to pound me and I was no longer able to maintain the kiss with my husband. Pleasure once more was coursing through me and moans started to escape my mouth. Having never been one for vocal sex, I sought a way to block the sounds and the only way I could do this was to once more take a penis in my mouth. This time, it belonged to my husband. As I was taken from behind, I continued to tease my stag's cock, spurred on by its familiarity. Who in this present configuration was going to be the first of us to reach climax? It was my husband. Having witnessed his darkest fantasy play out before him and the woman he adores give in to her lust with another man, he could no longer hold back from his orgasm. His climax filled my mouth as my bull came in a close second over my back and my ass. I kissed my husband and it was clear we were in mutual agreement that Pandora's box had been opened. I turned and kissed my bull and it was clear that this was not going to be a one-time thing. <laughs> 